Hallelujah. <clears throat> Father, we thank you <clears throat> that you are faithful. And thank you, Father, that you, you stand by your word and that your word produces what it says. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I don't know if you watch the news or anything, but uh, we are living in a very interesting time. And um, and I was, you know, in First Timothy chapter two, verse one and two, uh, the apostle Paul he speaks to uh, uh, Timothy. Uh, these are some of his last instructions before he knows that he's going to be beheaded. And he says that we should pray for all people in authority. Okay. And it's something that is imp important. We realize as believers that uh, it doesn't matter who is in power, because God is the one who rules over all. You know, you know, it, 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 it's, it, it's, it's terrible to see when Christianity become po political, party political, like what you see many. If you're a Christian, you need to vote for this or whatever. Our job is to pray for those who are in authority. No, and you have to understand the context here. That is, uh, Israel or the, at that time was occupied by the Romans. And they had one of the worst uh, emperors, Nero. Uh, he is actually the one that is referred to as the beast in the book of Revelation. And he was like really bad uh, emperor. And yet the Apostle Paul says, we have to pray for everyone in high positions. And um, especially, uh, you know, that no one else can pray apart from the church. Did you understand? No one has been given that power apart from the church. And because we're living in a situation today that uh, I don't think I ever, since 1970s when I grew up, where every Wednesday morning we had, we had to hear the air alarm. And, uh, but it's also a time for you and I to become serious with God. Okay? It's not just because of... I was just reading a book the other day and... Uh, no one really starts a war, you know. It's like people stumbles into war, and uh, because they uh, they overplay their hand, or or they uh, they thinking, oh, I'm too bright, and I will do it. Like I was reading about the, the, uh, when World War Two started, that um, the, the Germans first they took uh, after World War One, uh, Germany well, was a big part of German the German land was taken away from the Germans. So at that time, Poland didn't exist before World War I. And uh, so there was, a diff there was different areas of Germany that, um, that, were, that, that was taken away. So what Hitler did, he started first by uh, doing the, by called, um, he took Austria to become a part of Germany. And uh, because there was no reaction from the West, Hitler thought, oh, I can do it again. So he took the Rhineland, which is, uh, which is Germany now, this is an industrial area in Germany, but we were not allowed to have military there after World War I, but he did it anyway. Not, nothing happened. When he took uh, uh, the Czech Republic, the, that's what we call the Sudetenland, this is German-speaking people, and nothing happened. And now remember that what we know as Poland used to be Germany. So 1939, he thought, I got away with it all the other times. So we take Poland. And, uh, and I, I was reading in this book that uh, Hitler was shocked when he heard that the uh, UK and France now uh, had went to war with Germany because he didn't expect that to happen. 
if he had expected that to happen, he wouldn't have gone into Poland. But the thing is that we're living in a day and age now not to be afraid, but to be aware. Okay, because of uh, uh, if you see, it's everywhere now in the world. It, now it's, you know, it's UK and the US and Yemen, and, and uh, it's all connected, interconnected with all sorts of things in, in, in Iran and Ukraine and Russia and so on. And it's so important we as believers we pray for those in authority, because so that so that so actually we so that we may live a peaceful life. Okay, it's so so important. But but at the same time, it's important that we don't just carry on living our Christian life the way we do, because of it's, this is a season where it's important we come near to God, and. Uh, in Ephesians 6, it talks about when the evil day come. Okay? This means, that's why it talks about that you need to know about the full armor of God. And But there's one thing that is even more important is that in peacetime, this is the time we build. Okay? No, you don't start mobilizing when uh, when uh, when the war comes. You don't start, uh, do, you know, what is, it? What is the English saying? Uh, you don't fix the roof when it's raining. No, you fix it when it's sunshine. Okay, and now is the time for all of us that we need to consider God first, so that we don't get caught up in this spirit that is within the world. Because Psalm ninety-one says that whatever happens, we are safe. Okay, and uh, in Matthew chapter Matthew chapter seven twenty-four, and this is uh, you know that story uh, parallel. But uh, I think really it talks a lot to us here in the West, because I think uh, over the, uh, the years we, 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 we see God as, uh, as, as an accessory to our lives. It's like we have our life and then we have God. And when our life don't work out, we go to God. But the thing is that God wants to be everything in, in your life, not just a part of your life, but he wants to be your life there. Is it in Romans? It talks about in Him we move. Okay, we we do nothing without God. And uh, in seven twenty four here, is this is Jesus speaking? He says, "Wherefore whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them, I will like him unto a wise man." No, it's interesting, isn't it? But uh, I used to think wisdom was something was has to do with knowledge. No, like, so if you knew something, oh, he's wise. But here Jesus preferred wisdom to doing. Okay? Uh, wisdom is not that I know something. The wisdom is that I do something. Okay? He says, Wherefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine. Do you know, it's interesting that many of these uh, self-help books and everything, whatever, is built on biblical principles. And here Jesus actually says, whosoever. It won't get you saved, but it'll still work, okay? Whosoever, if you take, you know, like, for example, the Jewish people, they tithe. Why are they so prosperous? Because they tithe. It's just like, uh, it's just whosoever takes, if you take the word of God and put it to motion, it will work. Why? Because it is just not a, it's not a book. It is alive and it produces what it says. But of course, if you just do the Bible stuff, that won't get you saved. You need to meet him. Okay? Anyway, so whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, so which means we need to hear. 
The Bible talks about faith comes by hearing. Amen. Faith comes by hearing. It doesn't say it comes by having heard. You know, I fell into it. I think I was only a believer for, for a month or something. And someone, I heard one, one person preach about Romans 8, 1. And uh, there's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And then the next Sunday, and we had a guest speaker. He spoke about the same. And I, in my head, I was oh, I heard that. No, faith comes by hearing. Amen. It doesn't come by being heard. And I'm telling you that, that uh, I have tapes, uh, cassette tapes, when we use a cassette tapes. I heard some of these sermons a thousand times over the years. Okay, yeah, I have a book uh, by Smith Wigglesworth, it's completely worn out, that is called Ever Increasing Faith. I read it at least once a year because it's not about knowing things. It's not about having intellectual knowledge about it. It is about, does the word come alive in your life? Amen. Because the word in itself has power in this Bible here to transform your life forever. Okay, so, therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, and do them. Christianity is about doing. Christianity, you know, you only know what you do. or You only believe what you do. There are many people who say, I believe this and I believe that and I believe that. No, they don't because they don't do. I think, you know, I met people that say, I believe in healing. I said, no, I, I said, no you don't. You agree with what the Bible teaches about healing, but you don't believe that God heals. Because if you believe that God heals, you will respond. But the thing is that in our culture, we're thinking, if I know, is equal to what I can do. You know, you can give me any recipe, you can give me even a mechanical manual, and I can tell you how to do it, apart from don't ask me to do it. Okay? It's easy to have the knowledge. It's a different thing to actually do. I don't know if you made a new recipe. It never looks like the picture, first time. Why? Because it's the doing that matters. Okay? And it's the same thing with the Word of God, is that it's when, we, when you read the Word of God, it is not for you to gain knowledge, it's for you first and foremost so you know what to do. Because you don't need to know what you do. As long as you trust Him and the Bible says it, then just do it. You don't need to understand it. Why? Because we walk by faith. So if God says I should do it, I do it. Okay? If God says, Kurt, do this, do this, do this, and I say, I don't understand. I don't need to understand because we don't walk by agreement. We walk by faith or by trust in Him. And, you know, as I said so many times, the reason why we walk by faith or in trust in Him is because when you walk in, in trust in Him, you can take on the ability of God. But if you walk by understanding, God is limited in what he can do by what you understand. Okay? And, and I'm telling you, uh, there's some supernatural things that we need to get back in. You know, I, when I became a Christian, there's so many interesting things. I heard people, uh, I have a friend, he was a missionary in Africa. I mean, he didn't know if he was going to stop now and go back to Denmark and so on. And then in a prayer meeting in, in the middle of nowhere in Africa, all African black people there, we start praying, someone starts speaking fluent Danish. Now he was praying in tongues, that guy. You know, he didn't know that he was speaking Danish. And he, this, this, this friend of mine, basically he got instructed to stay in Africa. Okay, I heard another, there was a, I think it was a preacher, 
who came from Russia to, to, to America. I couldn't speak a word, word of English. I mean, he said to himself, I can, I can learn to speak English by faith. So within a week, he could speak fluent English. Amen. So now we just need to learn to speak Yorkshire. <laughs> okay. So whosoever, whosoever, you know, that means you, if you take this Bible and you do what the Bible say, it will do what the Bible say it will do. Amen. Because it, it, Jesus didn't say the apostles, the Pope, uh, special chosen ones, the anointed ones, or whatever we, we, we try to categorize. No, whosoever take this word, hear this word of mine and do it with them, it will happen. Okay? Do you know that some, it doesn't matter if you're old, young, or whatever, whosoever do it these things, it will happen. Okay? Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and do it with them, and then when he says, I will liken him unto a wise man, liken him unto a wise man, which built his house on upon a rock. And we know who the rock is, that's Jesus. You remember when Peter, when Jesus said to Peter, Who do you say that you are? And then he said, That you are the Son of God. And then Jesus said, on this rock, the revelation, it was not Peter, do you understand? It was the revelation of that Peter had the revelation of that Jesus was the Son of God. Upon that rock, so uh, he will build his sin. And it's the same thing with, with our life. We, don't, we, can't, we cannot build our Christian life upon knowledge. It has to be revelation. Okay, it has to be revelation. And as I said, the difference from revelation or information is information don't demand you to do. Revelation will you will you will have to do, and when in the doing you get transformed. Okay, if you have a lot of knowledge, I know I know theologians they are so bright and they know a lot of things and they know the Bible in Hebrew or in Greek and also, but there's no transformation. There's no power. We have a lot of knowledge, but there is no power in it. And therefore, that's not the rock. You know, the devil is not scared of what you know. He's scared of who you know. Amen. And so, so, so Jesus, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not. Yeah, it's what I say, if you have met Jesus, if you have a revelation of that Jesus is the Son of God, you know, nothing can take that away from you. It doesn't matter, you know, that life has its storms, but you know what someone said once, I think it was Kathy Balcom actually, they said, you know, when the waves go high, you just, you just start surfing. Okay, you know, whatever circumstances is in your life, they cannot destroy you if you have a revelation of that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. Why? Because he who's in you is greater than he who's in the world. Don't be scared of your circumstances. Don't be scared of your situations because God has said nothing can overcome you. Why? Because you have built the house, your house, your life upon the rock. Okay, no matter what happens, you know that we, we all want to hear, we, we all like to hear a good testimony, isn't it? But we don't like to go through the test. Okay, we, we like to pass an exam, but we don't go, want to go through the exam. 
And, and the test is not where to destroy you. The test is where to approve you. Just like with anything, you next time you're flying, the pilot say, oh, welcome, you are really pri privileged. This plane has never flown before this moment of time. You are, the, you are the first person in the plane. We not tested it at all. You wouldn't want to be on that plane. Because you want to be on something that has been tested so that it can be approved. Okay, can you imagine that you need an operation where the surgeon says, I never went through any exams, but I have a good heart and I can pray in tongues too. You wouldn't want a surgeon to operate on you if he's not been tested and approved and approved over and over again. Because I think it's doctors and nurses who are biggest serial killers in the UK, isn't it? Well, shipmen in, uh, and, and these different nurses. That's why I don't understand. Nurses want space-wise. You can get whatever you want. And, uh, and uh, so I, I will liken him onto a wise man. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon the, that house. And it fell not, for it was founded upon the rock. You, and everyone that heard these sayings of mine, and I think this is very much this what we struck with in our day and age in the, in the Western culture. When I say Western culture, it's like an intellectual culture and so on. But, and everyone that heard these sayings of mine and doeth them not, now notice again the emphasis on doing or doing not. It's not enough just to say, I know the Bible says this, I know the Bible says that. No, but why don't you do it then? What we do is what we know. What we do is what will transform our lives. There are many people who know about, you know, like when I learned about tithing as a young student, I was, I was poor as a... I don't know if you've ever been in that situation, but there was too much month when there was money, okay? And when I heard about the tithing part, and of course when you're a student, like I was so poor that, you know, it was when we had the, what is it? What is it called? I forgot the name. The public phone thing, you know, phone box. <laughs> Actually, I saw, I saw a phone box the other day and I saw someone standing in there. I thought, that was really peculiar. What is it doing in there? Okay, anyway, but in Denmark at that time, you could put uh, something, 10, 10 pence in, something equivalent to that. Then you could dial the number, and then if you hung up immediately, you could get coin back. So my parents, they had the number for that phone box. So if they got a phone call and the phone only rang once, they knew it was me. And so they, they called the phone box for me to ask for them to give me money. So, so, but I, 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 I we, we were taught the same, all of our students at that time. And I mean, especially with the timing, because uh, you have to understand in Denmark, the free churches, or not the state church, like the Anglican church here, in Denmark, everyone, unless we say they don't want to anymore, but automatically when you are born in Denmark, you're ending up paying 0.1% at that time to the state church. But you can go and say, I don't want to do it. But if you don't say it, they just do it automatically. So in the, what we call the non-denominational non churches, they preached a lot about tithing. And we all saw it was right. And everyone agreed about that it was true. But very few did it. 
And now, because what they said to me at that time was, oh, I will do it when I get a job. I will do it when I get rich. Do you know, we never got rich. Why? Because it's what we do. Someone said to, I always, someone said to me, an old preacher, when I started out in the ministry, he said, if God says something to you, don't wait for tomorrow. Do it now. You know, remember when Moses, Moses come to Pharaoh, there are frogs everywhere. And then Moses says to Moses, and Moses says to Pharaoh, when do you want to get rid of it? And then he says, tomorrow. Can you imagine that? There are frogs everywhere, unless you're friends. Written, uh, but there are frogs everywhere. When God says, no, when Moses says, when do you want to get rid of the frogs? And he says, tomorrow. He would have said, now. Okay? And, uh, and so this preacher, he said to me, when you see something in the word of God, just act. Because the moment you act, have you, have you noticed that when we start reasoning, what, when we see something in the word of God that is new and we have the urge to act, when we, if we start reasoning, something else comes in, fear. Reasoning or common sense uh, that takes us out of, out of that, that faith moment where we should have responded. Okay, because we think I need to understand, but just have that full confidence in God. If God has said it, you can do it. Okay, yeah, it's been weakness when he said it. God, God, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. How, how is he going to do it? I don't know. I, there's many things I don't know about God. I don't understand how I got saved. Seriously, I don't understand why God would want to send his only begotten son to be crucified on my behalf. I don't understand that, that someone who committed terrible crimes, he can just say, Jesus, forgive me, and he's forgiven. I don't understand, but I believe it. Amen. So, so, so it's about, as again, I, I said so many times, but we have, always have to understand this is not a Western book. This is a Jewish book, okay? And the Jewish people, their, their faith is not in knowing, it is in doing. So when we read the word of God, it's not to be informed, it is to do what we are doing. Because it's in your doing, you get to know God. How can I say, you know, how, how can I trust God? How can I say I know God? Okay, you know, it's because when I have done what he have asked me to do, I've seen he always comes through. So, so my, 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 my trust in God is not an intellectual, knowledge-based trust in what I know about him. No, it's based upon when he has asked me to do things, I've done it, and he came through. Amen. And this is, where, this is why I found prosperity exciting, because of, I, used to, I met so many people who, who, who quoted Romans 8, 1, say, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And, and they look so condemned. Okay? And it was like the same thing. There's this verse in Isaiah that, uh, that uh, your youth shall be renewed like the eagles. I noticed there was only old people who quoted that scripture. And someone said, Have you, do you know what, what, what verse is? No, no, I'm too young for that verse. But anyway, but what, the reason why I, uh, with healing and prosperity was with ones with really stuck in my head was because you can't run away from the evidence. You know, you, you pay for 10 pounds and either you get 10 pounds or you don't. So now you know if God has heard you answered your prayer or not. You know, someone who's ill, you pray for them 
and they die, when you know, obviously, you didn't have a healing gift. Actually, most people I know of that who started healing ministry, the first one they prayed for died. Okay, I'm, the one who introduced me to the gift of word of knowledge, he was a farmer. He started out praying for his cows. Because his cows, they got ill. He couldn't afford to go to, uh, to the vet. So he said, we should lay hands on all creatures. So he laid hands on his cows. I didn't want to drink his milk, but anyway. <laughs> You know, but he, that's how he learned how to how to operate. Okay, but it was by doing. That's why we are called disciples. We are not we are not Bible students. Okay, why is like what's the difference? A student learned by studying, reading, so on. A disciple learned by watching, observing, and doing. You know, how did you learn to cook? <laughs> you learn to cook because you observed whoever cooked in your home. Amen. Like, this is how my mom cooked it. This is how my, whatever, grandma cooked it. So how did, you know, most of us has, has not been handed a recipe book down the, uh, down the family line, but we learned it by observing and then doing. Amen. And it's the same thing with the Bible, but we, the way you're doing it, you know, the Bible talks about in Hebrews that we should watch those who's gone before us to see how their life turned out. And what, what it's, you see, how, what did we do? How did we do it? And now we follow. We don't understand, I, we, I don't understand why someone can get healed just like that. I have no clue about it, but he knows. I have a, I have a video at home. And there's a man called A.A. A. Allen, and uh, he was a big, big healing evangelist. I'm telling you, i never seen anything like it on that video. So in America, we used to have these big tent meetings with healing gatherings, and all sorts of people came who were ill. And he just pulled one up from the hospital bed, and he couldn't move anything, and she, she was completely healed. Now, Oral Roberts, I heard that you know, he, he was diagnosed with uh, what is it called? tuberculosis, and he was so skinny, and he was nearly going to die. And uh, and then this preacher prayed for him, and he was instantly healed. And the rest is history. Okay. So, but but it is to do with what we do. Okay. Because you you have the power already in your life now to do what you want it to become like. Do you know? But it's interesting that if you remember Moses, when. Uh, when God came to Moses after he was at the back end of the desert and he was looking after the sheep for his father-in-law and uh, so the burning bush. And when God says to him, I want you to go to Pharaoh and say, let my people go. Okay. And he said, who am I? Who am I? You know, uh, and he said, I, was, I can't speak. And, and I want you to understand again, he did not stutter. It was because he couldn't speak Hebrew. He, he didn't grow up as a Hebrew. He grew up as an Egyptian. That would be the same thing if God told me, oh, Kurt, I want you to go to South Korea. So I can't speak the language. Because I grew up in Denmark. I, and I have not watched Korean soaps, so I have no clue what the, it, it is. Okay, that's how the Moses situation was. But what is interesting is when, when it comes through, that guy, God, Moses gets all the excuses and so on. And when, and when 
God says to him, what is in your hand? And do you know what is interesting? That st uh, shepherd's staff has been in Moses' hand for many, 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 many years. And he never ever paid any attention, attention to it more than it was a shepherd's staff. And yet God said to him, what is in your hand? And that was the tool God used for him to be what the Jewish people call the greatest prophet of them all. Okay? It was already in his life. I'm telling you, in your life already, you have already got everything in your life available to you today, this moment, for you to make your life exactly as how God wants you to have your life. Amen. But many of times we look for solutions on the outside, that something in the circumstances shall happen for us. So no, it's already happened. You already got everything you need on the inside of you the moment you receive the Holy Spirit. When there is more than sufficient that God has entrusted to you now for you to be more than a conqueror in your life. I heard the preacher, she said it like this. She said, you should live strong and live long. Amen. Live strong and live long. Amen. You know, just, and, and John 3, 6, no, not John, 3 John. It's a long time since I, we'll come back to here. No, 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 sorry, we'll just finish here and then we'll go to the other one. For, so, and so he talks about, so he talks about the one who knows, not shall be likened unto a foolish, no, so, and everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and do it with not, shall be likened unto a foolish man. So now, wise man do, foolish man don't. That's wisdom. Wisdom is not that they know, no, wisdom is, you do. Wisdom is basically to trust God. And if you trust God, you, do, you know, trust is an action. You're sitting on the chair because you trust the chair. If you stood up and said, hey, I trust the chair. Yeah, yeah. I sit down. No, no, I trust the chair. I sit down. I trust the chair. No, you don't trust the chair. I, I told you I trust the chair. So why don't you sit on it? Okay? So, so wisdom in biblical sense is the one who do and the foolish man, you know, I used to think the foolish man was an idiot, so to speak. No, the foolish man is the one who hears, but don't do. Okay? The foolish man is the one who hears, but don't do. And so, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon the house, and it fell, and the great was the fall of it. So he built on sand. Okay? The other one built on rock. What is sand is really compromised rock. Did you get that? Sand is a, it's basically a rock that had been powdered. So when, it's no, when, when everything is fine, it looks the same. And I just wondered uh, when they built all these things in Dubai and everyone is so impressed about the building and so on. It's all built on sand. Can you imagine a, a tsunami comes? It will all be gone. Because it's built on sand. And it's like, it's when, it's when the test comes, because everyone in life will have tests. It's where we see what was on the inside of you. My pastor used to say that it's only when you squeeze a lemon you find out what is inside. No, from the outside, lemon could look very nice, really beautiful. But it's only when it's squeezed you find out what is on the inside of it. And it's the same thing with you and I, that the test that comes our way 
is never to degrade you, it's always to improve you. Amen. It's always to improve you so that you can go to a higher level. Amen. So, and with, so the rain descended and the floods came and the winds. So for me, it's these people. So for me, the, the, the one who builds on sand is really like they have the knowledge, but not the doing. Do, do, you, do, you, do you understand? You, you can have the knowledge. So yeah, I, I met people say, oh, yeah, I know the Bible says that. And, uh, me, I'm, I don't do it, but I know the Bible says it. Uh, I know the Bible says it. Yeah, I don't do it. And you know, they have knowledge of it, but they don't do it. Okay, I, I, when I'm standing before Jesus, I will not be just upon what I know, I'll be just upon what I've done. Because there is a place in heaven where they call, we will receive a reward. It's not our deeds that will get us to heaven, but it, it will be what we have done that will decide how big your crown will be, or how big your mansion will be. So if you see someone living in a dark house, you know, I, so some uh, I, I heard about a preacher. He was really crazy. He he had a he had a go uh, he had a dog house for his dog made out of some really really expensive material. It was just crazy, okay. But I think people and their dogs is just. Uh, but anyway, so so be doers of the word. Be doers of the word. Don't just. It's not just about gain, gaining knowledge, it's about doing. You know, it's you, as I said to you, it's better to read one verse in the Bible and doing it than reading 40 chapters in the Bible and not doing any of it. You know, knowledge will not, the devil will never be afraid of your knowledge. Okay? You, you, you can't do that. You know, there was two, there was two men uh, who tried to. Uh, Cast demons out in the book of Exodus, such a scare, scare. I remember. I mean, say in the Jesus that Paul preaches. In the, so, so they had, uh, they didn't have an individual personal revelation of Jesus. So they were based upon knowledge. What, what, what did the Bible say? The devil turned around and destroyed them. I'm telling you, we, we, this, we, you know, if you ever went to a mental institute. None of you have been to me. I, 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 I'm, I'm just surprised there's not more. <laughs> no, but you, you will be amazed about how many in these places who say, "Oh Jesus!" Wait, wait some men sounds like charismatics. Oh Jesus came to me. Jesus spoke to me. Jesus did this to me. Or Jesus said, you know, like crazy people. It's just, is it four or five years ago that this crazy woman here in Bradford? She threw her baby out of a balcony, you know, in the city center. And in court, she said, Jesus told her. No, that's demons. Okay, that's not, you know, but it's because of, they don't rely upon the Bible. They don't, okay, they, 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 they like to do all sorts of things, but they don't rely upon the Bible. So when you, this is the word of God. Okay, this is not with so. Oh, I have so many people. Oh, Pastor Kurt, God showed me this about you. I said, No, he didn't. Oh, yes, he did. No, he didn't. Because God, why should God speak to him or her about me if he can speak to me? It, it makes no. Oh, God gave me. God gave me a word. Oh, what was it? He loves you. I can read that. I can read John three sixteen. 
Amen. Oh, God wants to heal you. I don't need God to tell me that. I can read 1 Peter 2.24. He's not going to heal me. I have been healed. Oh, God. Someone else said, oh, you're going to prosper so much. God showed me that. God has already shown it to me. 3 John 2. You can go to that now. 3 John 2. This is, if you want to read a book in the Bible every day, just read this one. I like the English one. We call it books. In, in Danish, we call it letters. 3 John 2. I don't know what it says in your Bible, but here it says, Beloved, I wish. Um, I have a note here in my Bible that says, the word here, I pray. No, we, we, no, we as believer, believers, we do not running about running around wishing. Okay? We have confidence in God. We don't wish to be healed. We don't wish to prosper. We don't wish to uh, We have confidence. We go by faith. So actually, you say that, uh, beloved, I pray. So, beloved, I pray above all things that you may prosper. Amen. You should, you, should, you should quote that to yourself every single day. God told me, ah, beloved Kurt, I, God wants you to prosper. Oh, above all things, he wants me to prosper. Amen. Above all things, God wants you to prosper. Amen. Amen. That you may prosper and be in health. There's no, there's no point having all the prosperity, but you can't go, on, go around spending it. Okay? But we, no, this is God's heart towards you. So I don't need someone to come and prophesy to me, oh, God showed me he wants you to prosper. I know. Amen. I know. Why? How, how, did, how did you know that? I could read 3 John 2. Amen. If you want to know what God thinks, open the Bible. And, you, and then remember the Word of God, the moment you get born again, the new moment you get saved, now the Word of God that you have is the Word of God from God to you. Amen. So when, he, so when the Bible says that God loves you, so you can say, God loves me. Amen. God loves me. Not just everyone else, no, no me. Uh, when you see the Bible say, I want you to prosper. Now you can say, now God wants me to prosper. Amen. God wants me to be healed. God wants me to be healthy. Do you know what is interesting? It doesn't say healed. It says healthy. Amen. God wants all of us to be healthy. But what does the Bible say? By his stripes, Jesus. I, 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 I'm no expert in that, but I remember some many, many years ago, I heard a sermon about, uh, is it, well, uh, what, for each stripe that Jesus had on his back, that you, if you categorized all illnesses, you could categorize them into that's, uh, that, um, that number of categories of diseases. And I don't know, but, but the thing is, he had taken it. You know, so when you, whatever symptoms you have in your body, whatever goes on in your head, just keep saying to yourself, by his stripes I have been healed. So thank you, Jesus. So devil, I'm not receiving this symptom. I'm not receiving this diagnosis because my God has said, by his stripes I have been healed. Amen. 
You know, this is how you resist, resist the devil. The Bible says in James 4, 7, Submit unto the mighty hand of God and resist the devil and he shall flee. Amen. He shall flee. And you know, on, on top of that, what, what did Jesus say just at the end? In my name. He gave us his name. In my name. You shall cast out demons. In my name, you shall lay hands on the sick. And I'm telling you, that name is something that he has been given to you and to me as believers. Okay, Kenneth Hagin, he shares a story about that. He had a vision of Jesus when he was a pastor many, many years ago. And then suddenly, while, while Jesus was speaking to him, a demon came up between him and Jesus. And when the demon started making a lot of noise, and, and Kenneth Hagin said he could hear Jesus would keep talking, but he couldn't hear what he was saying. And then, and then Kenneth Hagin said, Jesus, do something. And Jesus didn't respond. Jesus, do something. Until suddenly something on the inside of him said, realized, you do something. So he said, in Jesus' name, stop. And he said, that demon and fell to the floor, crying like a, you know, scream, ran away screaming. And then Jesus said to him, when he asked Jesus, why didn't you do it? Because, and then Jesus said, because you are the one who's got the authority now. Remember that Jesus said, all authority has been given unto me. And then he delegated unto his church. So now you can do what Jesus can do when he uses his name. Amen. It's like when you get, a, when you get your bank debit card. Amen. They don't accept the debit card in, in the shop because you are nice. They couldn't even care less if you are nice or not. And so the moment you use the card, they accepting it. It's not you, it's the name on that card. Not your name, but the Visa name or MasterCard name or whatever it may be. They are accepting it because of that name. It's the same thing that in Ephesians talks about, that any name that can be mentioned, any name, shall bow its knees for the name of Jesus. So if you can name it, it shall be submissive to the name of Jesus. Amen. If, if you can name it, this is the power you have got already. Not, not going to be, not going to have other one day when, when the, all the stars are aligned, everything, you know, white temperature, which will never happen in this country. But otherwise, actually, we should be the most blessed country in the world, according to the Bible. Because I will, I will bless you and I will send rain. <laughs> we are the most blessed country in the world, I think. But I'm telling you, it's about stirring up that thing that is already in, in you. You got a spirit, you have the spirit of God inside of you, and don't just be someone who reacts, be someone who initiates. Faith initiates. Amen. Faith initiates. John Osteen, not Joel Osteen, John Osteen, Joel Osteen's dad. Uh, he had a dream many years ago that to explain the thing. So, he saw uh, two old demons and a young demon. So, you know, it's just a to explain the story. So they were walking down the street. Uh, when they went into different houses and made a lot of harassment in there and so on. Wife argued with the husband, the husband argued with the kids and so on, you know. And when we came out and they had a good time and then some of the young demons said, oh, let's go in there. I mean, 
the two older no 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 John Austin lives in there because last time his wife he got such a beating because he knew his authority in Christ. You know, I, I love the story with Lester Sommel, and I would love to see. It's really a shame he was not there when we had mobile phones. Or, you know, he, he got woken up where his bed was, two demons had moved his bed into the living room. And when he, when he rebuked them, the demons disappeared, and when Lester Sommel realized that the bed was in the living room, so Lester Samuel, he commanded the demons back to carry his bed into his bedroom again. I would have loved to watch that. And uh, what is this? And we all know, there's another one, Martin Luther, you know, the one who started the Reformation. <clears throat> there's the story about that he was sleeping. And when the devil comes and sitting at the, on the side of his bed, and when Martin Luther, he wakes up, look at him, and he says, oh, is it only you? And then he turns around and carry on sleeping. Because why can we say like it? Because they know the power that is within you. You know, the devil is under the feet of Jesus. He's defeated already. When, when, when the cross, uh, when Jesus on the cross said, it is complete, it is finished, he was finished. Can you imagine what he must have, uh, what he must have seen on the day of Pentecost? No, he wanted to kill Jesus because he thought if he could kill Jesus, then he was over and done with. But on the day of Pentecost, now there was not just one Jesus, now suddenly there was 120. And a few days later, there was 5,000 more with the same spirit. He thought he had won a victory, but actually he just shot himself in the foot. Amen. Now, you need to know who you are. You need to understand what Jesus provided for you. You need to understand what, what is already in you. That's why it was so important when I spoke about this thing that, that don't wait. There's no time in heaven because the devil will be more than happy with when you just wait, stand in faith, uh, believing for something, whatever, because he knows very well that you can, you can, if you want it, you can have it now. Not tomorrow, not yesterday, now. Amen. So, so the way, so the, in Corinthians it says, we believe and therefore we speak. Amen. We believe and therefore we speak. So that's how you get the word of God into your life. That's how you manifest the word from being just in your heart into be a reality in your life here on this earth. And you know, you can never, you know, some people say, some people say something like, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but it, it sounds wrong. Yeah, but it's God who said it. It's not me. If God did not want me to prosper, he shouldn't have put it in the Bible. Amen. And someone who says, oh, prosperity is not important, that's because we never had tried to rely on prosperity. Okay? And especially in the Western world, because we have this safety net in the Western world that is called benefits. Okay? But if you go to somewhere else in the world where there is no safety system, they know how to believe from God. I remember the first time I was in Ukraine in 95, and the whole Soviet Union had just collapsed. It was, it was, there was nothing 
Uh, this guy I stayed with, he took me to this big shopping center you saw, you have seen probably in the news. There was nothing in this, you know, four or five uh, store, <laughs> the floors, nothing. Because everything has just collapsed. People literally had to ask, give us today our daily bread. And if God did not provide, they wouldn't eat that day. And I remember there was this old woman, she said, oh, praise the Lord, he provided food today. Amen. Because, and, and, and this was, and, and, and sometimes I'm thinking about, why did the revival just sweep through the old former Soviet Union? It's so crazy. I was in Ukraine for four days or something like that, and over 500 people got saved. And I said to him, what did you tell them? No, I just, you know, I just said, do you want to be saved? Yes! And, and you were completely crazy. We, I said, oh, something like and I said, anyone who wants to be touched by the Holy Spirit, just come forward. And, you know, they jumped on me, literally. And some of these Ukrainians, they are not small. So it's like they have to pull me out of it. And, and when, but when I realized, it's because they lived so many years on the communist regime. So when, say, so when we got saved, and Jesus, the Bible says, we can be healed. Of course we can be healed. We, we lived our whole life, do this, do this, do this. So we just did it. So when we became Christians, the Bible says, do this. Of course we can. Amen. You know, that's that trust. When you have that trust, say, I don't care what happens. I, I, I applied this to what Kenneth Hagen said when he was a young preacher. He said, if I go down, at least I know I'm going down standing on the word of God. Okay, if I look like a fool, at least I look like a fool standing on the word of God. Okay, just wrap yourself in the word. Just wrap yourself into the word. Just don't, don't try to hold on to the word. Wrap yourself into the word. I read a story about uh, that was in the old days. I was this, uh, have you seen these airships in the Goodyear? Have you seen the Goodyear airship? Remember that? In our town, it came once a year, and I remember the first time people crashed their bicycles because they never seen anything like it. We see this airship, but in the old days, the Germans had something called a Zeppelin, and it was the first like uh, non-stop flight from uh, Germany to uh, uh, to New York, I think it is. But anyway, it was quite normal. But when I read the story about uh, the army was doing something, and then suddenly they lost control of the airship, so we just started uh, uh, rising. And there's a lot of ropes attached to it, so, so some of these soldiers, they held on to the rope. But of course, the further they came up, they had to let go because they got exhausted. But they couldn't understand, they just carried on. And then they just noticed there is one guy, he's still holding on. And, and, it's, and it's not just five minutes, it was hours, if they couldn't believe it. How strong can he be? He's still holding on. And then finally, when the air started uh, coming out of the balloon, it, it comes down. I said, what? wow, where, where did you get that strength from? He said, I didn't hold on. I just took a rope and put it around me. So the rope hold, held me. I didn't hold, hold on to the rope. And when I read that stuff, that's what we should do with the Bible. You know, so many times, you know, just immerse yourself in the Bible. You know, you can, you can immerse yourself more in the Bible that every time there is a spontaneous situation, the only thing that will come out of you will be the Word of God. Amen. So next, next, so next time you argue with your husband or wife, whatever, say, I love you! <laughs> <laughs> you 
哦，有些啊 ，I forgive you， 啊，有有有， and sometimes we make it a struggle to do it. No, it's just like you know, I I I it comes to my head every time we do, I cook something in the oven. I'm a burning part. Don't try to scrub it off. Just immerse it in water and let it stand the night over. I mean, all of your work is done. It's the same with the Word of God. You know, just immerse yourself. If the Bible says it, I do it. What what else can I do? I I don't need to force myself to do it. It just become a second nature. Why? Because I've immersed myself. You know, you know yourself. But if you meet a new person. People around you can start hearing it in your language that you met a new person because you pick up a word that they say because you immerse yourself. People who people who struggles with the British language when they come to England, why is it that? Because they don't immerse themselves in it. Okay, the best way to learn a language is just to do it. Doesn't matter if people don't understand what you're saying. I le- I learned to live with that for thirty years. When I want to buy something, ah,、oh, your English is good. When I come back and complain, what? Can you say that again? I don't understand what you're saying. Oh, I said I want my money back. What? <laughs> But the the best way to learn is to do. But many of us we have this thing in our head. What if? What if? What if? What if? If you want to be used by God to heal people, go out and lay your five sausages on someone. What if they don't get healed? What if they do? You have to understand. This is one of the things I learned about many of the things. But if someone gets healed, I can't take the glory for it. It's Jesus who heals. So why should I take the blame if they don't get healed? Do you chase? No, no. Now we don't get the.、Uh, you don't chase the postman down the street because he delivered a bill to you, do you? How dare you? You always come on the first with that bill. You're the worst postman I ever seen. We don't do that, do we? What we do, we preachers. Oh, oh, this preacher, he prayed for me, nothing happened. No, it's God who heals. Amen. And because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, we can always be confident in all circumstances that he can. We will always receive, amen. No, but this is the faith we have in him that he is consistent. He is the only consistent factor in our life. That's why when you get married, you don't promise your spouse to to stay faithful. You promise Jesus, amen. I said. Ah,、oh, he's risen. She's better. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, but you didn't promise him. You promised Jesus, and Jesus, I'm still the same. Amen. That's what our faith. That's why you can be confident in anything in all circumstances. That's why the Apostle Paul he talks about. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He lived beyond his circumstances. He, he he sits in the pit of the prison and says, "I wish you all had it like me. You are having a great time. Wow, this is wonderful. Amen." We say, "What's going on here?" Because he had learned to immerse himself in the Bible, in the Word. He was the Word. When he was twelve years old, the Apostle Paul. When he was Saul, you now he grew up as a Pharisee, and. And when you're 12 years old, 13 years old, that's when you consider, and as an adult in the Jewish culture, that's where you get your first prayer shawl and so on. 
and uh, they can recite the first five books of the Bible by memory. Okay? So he was so immersed in the Word. So can you imagine, you know, we have the Word, and now you add the Holy Spirit to it on top of it, really it just all explodes. Amen. So he wa above, you know, but notice here, above all things. So it's like, if you put it into today's language, my greatest desire is for you to prosper, God. Amen. That's my greatest desire. And the only hindrance for you not to do it is that you will not open your eyes or you will not just do what I say for you to do. Because I have provided it. The Bible says he became poor so that I could be rich. Amen. He was made poor so that I could be made rich. And, and, so, and when am I in Western Christianity? Ah, I don't want it. No, God has provided for you. Amen. When someone said to me, oh, hey, oh, when, when he prayed, is it a want or is it desire? I said, want is it desire? Uh, so so he, he said, oh, God, I can understand with the need thing. Okay? But if it's something that I like. Uh, Christians in general always have a problem with nice things. Okay? But God doesn't have a problem with nice things. Amen. You don't believe me? Go home and look in the mirror. God has no problem with nice things. Amen. Actually, the Bible says, he who finds a wife or some faith, well, he's found, a, the Bible says, a good thing. <laughs> it's, it's not my words, it's God's words. But above all, above all, above all, above all, he wants you to prosper. I think poverty is one of the most destructive forces in the world. Uh, poverty destroys so many things, you make people do so many horrible things. And, all. and that's where poverty shall be broken. There's something in that, I think it's in Isaiah, it talks about that, that his anointing, you know, you know, shall break the yoke. Have you, I can't remember it's in Isaiah, it just comes to me now. But actually, it, it don't break the yoke, it destroys it. And poverty is one of those. Poverty is one, you know, but, but why do you think that the disciples had to live with Jesus for three and a half years? It was because he had to take that uh, poverty mentality away from them because not once did they see lack or shortage or whatever because they were in the presence of Jesus. In the middle of the desert, he could provide food. Amen. It didn't matter if we were in the... Oh, he said, you, know, you know, some people are so stupid about it. The Bible say, so, uh, so, uh, some uh, teacher said to a, to, to a girl, oh yeah, but when the Jewish people crossed the Red Sea, it was only like a that place of, of the uh, of the Sea, it was only one centimeter of water. Uh, just to explain, that's why. And then... Five minutes later, the girl said, Wow! Praise the Lord! The whole Egyptian army drowned in one centimeter of water. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> That's even a greater miracle. <laughs> and, and, but the thing is, no matter what the Bible, the Bible will do what 
you will make it do. No, I see this by the word of God here. It's like the staff that when God asked Moses, what is in your hand? Or in New Testament, you say, what is in your mouth? Okay, say what you want. Don't say what you have. Amen. Don't say all the, you know, we, we, have you noticed we, we are so good at saying bad things about ourselves? You know, we don't even need to be schooled. We are so good at saying bad things. We, we, we are good at being negative. I don't know, have you ever, maybe I should try that, put it in, put it in on Facebook. I'm running a new seminar, how to learn to think negatively. No one will apply because everyone, you know, that just comes natural. But you have a lot of positive thinking and all these things. But the thing is, what is in your mouth today? Start saying it. Start saying it. And when the devils come and say, oh, yeah, this foolishness, this foolishness, this foolishness. No, keep saying it. Keep saying it. And I can tell you, it will happen. The Bible says, the word of God will never return void. Every prayer you pray will never return void if you don't let go. Amen. You know, hold on to things like where you and your household shall be saved. Okay, and I, I like, I, I, it doesn't matter what you see in the natural because we're not moved by what we see, we're not moved by what we feel, we are moved by what we believe. Amen. And if God says that His, you and your household shall be saved, then that's it. That settles it. I don't care what happens outside of that. What the devil says to my head or my ears, whatever. No, no, no. My business is God's problem. That's it. It's the same thing when if you feel pain in your body, I say, by his stars I have been healed. And the devil say, I oh, see you're not healed. You I say, yeah, 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 I am healed. The Bible says, yeah, but so why do you feel very rested? That's not my problem. That's God's problem. And you know, but I learned a sentence, you say a thing that you are, with illness, you are not the sick that tries to get healed. You are the healed where sickness of a devil tries to attack you. Can you see the difference? Now you have the authority. You know, like the, I remember we had a, many years ago when we just moved into the house. So I don't know. So when a, a burglar came in and it was my house, I shouted at him, I chased him down the road. He was running so fast. And, and, but if, if I had been, been in another house, I wouldn't have had that authority. It's the same thing you should do when something the devil wants to attach to your body is your house. Amen. It's your wallet. It's your whatever you say it is mine. And devil, he only comes and still kill and destroy, but not here. Amen. But you you have to learn to resist the devil. Don't, don't say, God, God, do something, God, do something. No, no, you do something. You got the name. You got the power. You got the word. You got the Holy Spirit. You got the blood. How much more do you need? Amen. So now, resist the devil and he shall flee. Amen. He shall He have no choice. You got every name. A cancer is better name. Yes, is your bow is knees to Jesus. You, you, you can just fill in the blank and then add the name of Jesus. Bow the your knees to the name of Jesus. Fear. God has not given you a spirit of fear. Fear is a spirit. And you speak to it. 
resist it. Yeah, yeah, your hair stands up on your neck. Or just say, I'm not afraid. Because I'm not my feelings. First time I heard the devil's voice, I heard me share that. When I remember, it was in a January evening, when I heard the devil's voice, what did I do? Great man of faith, pulled the blanket over my head. I was in Jesus' name. Everyone was gone. I was shocked. It was the, so, so next time I went to church to share chest, I was like, ah, the devil came and I said, in Jesus' name, you know, I will be. No, 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 blanket over my head. And it was gone. Why? Because the power does not rely on me. I, of the authority. Actually, the better word is authority. He's given you authority. Okay? Because power gives us another association. Remember, uh, I don't know, they don't do it anymore. But in the olden days, when the traffic lights went out, and when you had a policeman to come and direct the traffic. Have you seen that? So what do we do? I mean, you're coming in a big lorry. He has no power to stop that lorry, but uh, and yet well, he does. That's authority. That man in himself has no power to stop that little. Uh, also in Ukraine, in Kiev at that time, there, there was this policeman. He had, the only kind of authority he had was that little spot on the road. I'm telling you, he used it. If he didn't like you, oh, he, he, all the people said, he just, that was his power. It was his power trip. He had nothing else in life to just... <laughs> but, but that's authority. And that's the thing you have when you use the name of Jesus. You go, you know, you go home, lay hands on your bank account or whatever it may be, whatever you need heaven to touch, you go and say, in the name of Jesus. And that looks foolish. No, but you do so many other foolish things. So why not do something foolish that works? Amen. You, see, you know, I speak to the traffic light. Oh, it's always weird when I come here. <laughs> I speak to all sorts of things, you know. Uh, carpet, I hit the carpet. Like if I hit my toe against the carpet, I hit the carpet. I was like, I really hurt the carpet. No, it's foolishness, but we still do it. I talk back to the TV. Like if they can hear me. Okay. We do all sorts of foolish things in life, if you look at it. Why don't you do something foolish that works? The wisdom of God is the foolishness of the world. Amen. So you don't lose anything by going, I lay hands on my credit cards, I lay hands on this, whatever it may be. No, use that name. Use that authority that you've been given. Because the devil just loves you to be doing absolutely nothing. And, they, and in the same time, making you feel like I'm such a good Christian. No, Acts 10.38, God anointed Jesus to come to destroy the works of the devil. And what did Jesus say then? You and I, we shall do greater works than he did. Amen. And you know, you can do something that Jesus can't do or couldn't do. 
There's one thing you can do that Jesus can never do. And he said, once I was lost, but now I'm saved. Amen. Now, once I was lost, but now I'm saved. No. And that's where this is what we need to, and the devil hates that message to come out. He, 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 do, he doesn't care if you're Muslim or, or Hindu or Buddhist or Hare Krishna or whatever it may be. He doesn't care as long as you don't become a Christian because there's power in that name. Even the world knows it. You don't hear them say, oh, Buddha. Because there's no power in it. The name of Jesus is the only word that the world have used as a swear word. Because there is no power in any other name. No other power. Can you Maybe you should say that one day when you can be there. Oh, Buddha! What's going on with you? Oh, Buddha! No, because there's no power in that name. That name is yours to use. Amen? That name is for you to use in anything. When I, you know, when you know, uh, and every year, is now it's the flu season, now it's the this, and now it's the that, whatever, I say, no, I got the name of Jesus. I do not need to be afraid. There was a missionary called John G. Lake from Canada to South Africa. And then we have a, a plague in South Africa and so it was actually so bad that no no healthy people no health people would want to go into the area because the plague was so bad. So it's something that we, were, we paid them a hundred pounds or something just to go in there. This is, was a lot of money at that time. But John G. Lake he went in there and people just died like flies all over the place. He didn't. And then we found out there was something in the saliva of these people. This is where they spread through, and then. We put something of this saliva in his hand, and we could see it under a microscope. When he started praying in tongues, the bacteria died. Why? Because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. You do not need to be afraid. Amen. Do not need to be afraid. Because God is with you. God is in you. God is on you. God gave you his name. God gave you his spirit. God gave you his word. Amen. So you can conquer. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Amen. I, I will finish. You know that I was this pastor, but he he went through a lot of persecution, a lot of persecution. And when he said to me, God said to me that you know that it was like people threw you know, literally stones at him with that. So, but it never touched him. It just landed in front of him, so to speak. And so all the mud, all the dirt people threw at him. It, it didn't touch him, but he landed in front of him. And then God said to him one day, I will make you a platform out of that. Just step up on it and the whole world will see you. No, whatever you're facing you now, it is to get you stronger, to, to, to promote you. Whatever difficulty, it is not there to destroy you. That's why stop asking yourself with something, oh, what have I done wrong? What have I done wrong? What have I done wrong? Oh, should I have done this better than the other? No, don't. Your future is not in the past. It's the devil who wants you to blame yourself. Do you know what? Jesus do not expect you to be perfect. That's why he died for you. But we are so good at, oh, no, especially in our culture, isn't it? Uh, 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 
oh yeah, I'm like this because my great 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 grandma, who did she did something like this, so that's why family curse all the way down. No, it's gone. Yeah, yeah. Could I have done things better in the past? Yes, I probably could. All of us could. But what can you do about it? Nothing. Ask Jesus, forgive me, I made a mess. And you know what? He's faithful and just to forgive you. And if he forgives you, who are you not to forgive yourself? Yeah, but, yeah, but you know what? Uh, you, are you more important? Are you so special? You know, the hardest person to forgive is yourself. Why? Because we rely on emotions. Don't rely on your emotions. Rely on his word. If he said you confessed it, you are free. I don't feel free. You are free. I don't feel free. You are free. I don't feel forgiven. You are forgiven. It's not a feeling. Trust him. Trust him more when you when you trust yourself. That's why the apostle Paul he says, "I don't even judge myself." Come on, give me. No, the apostle Paul he was a serial killer basically in in the government's name. No, he was sent out to put people in prison. He was there when Stephen was stoned. He actually protected the cloaks so they, they could really be fit to throw the stones. Oh, hello, lads. Give me your coat so you can really throw the stones. Can you imagine when he got saved? He traveled around in, in the Roman Empire. He was preaching. I mean, someone, oh, Mom, who is this guy who's going to preach? This is the guy who put your dad in prison. We haven't seen him since. It's him. Oh, what is he preaching about? Grace. Can you imagine the pressure he was on? No, but you think you might be unqualified, but Jesus, all the time, he lived with the same pressure as you did. Can you remember when we say, the Pharisee says to him, we know who our dad is. We know, we are Abraham, because we are referring to that everyone knew that Joseph was not the father of Jesus. So they basically said he was a bastard son. Okay, so he... He, 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 he know what the pressure is about being unqualified. But he didn't touch him. Notice that every time he tried to kill Jesus, he could just, whatever tried to destroy him, he couldn't touch him. And neither can he touch you. Amen? Because you have the same spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah.